we're talking about episode ideas. I had one where we could do top five favorite films in, in different genres. And so- Hey guys, what's happening? Yeah, producer Meyerden. Did he say it right? Yeah, he's, he's got, got it. it. He, okay, yeah. I still have been uh, working with you for a month, and I still, I'm like, some days I feel like I got it, some days I don't, and I just call you the Mac. Yeah, the return of the Mac. General bar, ballpark, I'll, it's quite all right with me. So, like, you can call me Merlin Mac McHugh. Uh, That's because you're you're named after Merlin the Wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is true. I'm a second generation nerd. Um, <laughs> is this is this actually something that is coined in the zeitgeist or something that you came up with? No, no, it's uh, it's uh, there was a book my dad read when he was around ten, uh, in between tw- ten and twelve, called the uh, Crystal Cave. It's a uh, book of Arthurian legend, um, and he saw my name. Uh, Merthenemris is how it's it's relatively pronounced in Welsh, and uh, it's the or, or original name of Merlin the Magician, the wizard. Yeah, no, but the second generation thing. Oh, the second. Oh, oh yeah, second generation nerd. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I may have coined. I don't know if I've coined that or not, but <laughs> uh, but I I would feel like because uh, like my dad loved all sorts of uh, uh, pop culture stuff. Uh, that uh, you know, comic came up uh, had a first issues of Fantastic Four and stuff like that, and so I kind of like came up with liking comics, loving movies. My dad uh, like sheer like when it comes to movie knowledge, like he will obliterate anyone and everyone that will come to the table with that. I'm sure him and Quentin Tarantino could have a pretty have have a pretty good conversation. Wow. Oh, so what kind of movies was your dad in, like what's his expertise uh hammer, hammer horror, horror films. films okay hammer horror films uh you know that's the one with uh you know christopher lee and um who was who was the uh, guy that played uh uh moth uh moth no it wasn't the grand moff uh tarkin in uh star wars yeah, Peter Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Him, uh, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing were really good friends because they were in um, uh, one, some of the Hammer horror film Dracula movies, and they become really good friends. So it's um, there's actually a, a genre that they call Hammer horror. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Universal Studios owns the rights to generally what you know of. The the uh, Frankenstein with like the, the Universal Monsters, yeah, the Universal Monsters. So the characters themselves aren't copywritten, but your depiction of the characters can be, uh, so, or trademarked or something like, like that. Like Winnie the Pooh now. That's like right, if, if right. it's Winnie the Pooh without the red shirt, that it, Winnie the Pooh with the red shirt's copyright. Winnie the Pooh without it is yours too. It's free game. Yeah, yeah. I can start my own Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, there there is actually a. There's some sort of YouTube page. Uh, uh, they as the, like the day that Winnie the Pooh went into public domain, there was a, a horror film film uh, put yeah. out about it. I think I remember. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Yeah. Well, the kind of the setup with with why we wanted to get in the producer Midran here was 
we're talking about episode ideas. I had one where we could do top five favorite films in, in different genres. And so before I, I get to that, though, you kind of have a background where you're besides your dad. I mean, you're just background in general. Could you kind of run through that? I mean, you've seen a seen a ton of films and you know a little bit about uh, filming, right? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I came up seeing just about every single blockbuster movie that you can think of from 1988 to about 2002. Do you see my phone? My the back of my phone. Case. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's a blockbuster. Is that, is, is that actually your old card or or is no, no, just... no 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 no? It's just a phone case. My oh, mom okay. used to work there, so I'm a big. Blockbuster Dude, I fan. I work there. Oh seriously? Yeah, I've only been like fired like twice in my life, and one of them was at um, Blockbuster Video. And now when I was at the uh, uh, Halloween store, they have a 90s section. With blockbuster uniforms. Oh, it did. Oh, That's where we're at now. At Spirit Halloween, is that what you're talking about? This was at Party City. Oh, oh wow! But I'm sure, I'm sure Halloween Spirit or Spirit Halloween Spirit has Halloween. one too. But yeah, dude, I worked at Blockbuster, and they made you in high school, and they made you be clean shaven, and you had to have like a nice haircut. And I've always just done whatever with my hair. It's kind of like my uh, my art. And I put dreadlocks in, but little Coolio ones. Oh, yeah. And I, what? Yeah, because my, my cousin, Mandy, I love her. She was a, she was a hairstylist. So I could go into her and I would have her do like lines, bricks, vanilla eye style. And I was like, all right, I don't want to do these dreadlocks. But then I realized I did them. I was all excited. I had work that weekend and I'm like, oh, they're going to freak out. So I went to a wig store, an actual wig front, front shop. And bought a wig of real hair that was like dark Italian kind of hair, and you could actually brush it. And I put it on, and I was standing, you know, there helping customers, and the manager was just in the back, just staring at me, just just stone cold, just above all the racks. And um, I was like, oh god. And he came over, and he was like, why are you wearing a wig? And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> and he was like, that's a wig. I go, no, it's not. This is my real hair. And I think I said, it hurts me that you never noticed or something. And he pulls it off and all my little Coolio dreads flop out. And he goes, put your wig back on. <laughs> so I wear the wig for the rest of my deal. And then he calls me on Monday and he's like, can you come in? And I'm like, why? You know, he's like, I just need you to come in. Well, apparently it was like laws back then. I don't know if they still are that you had to be present when they fired you. So he said my drawer was short 10 cents. And um, in, it was my third offense of having a short Gerard, of just minor change. So he fired me. Oh. But we all know. Well. It was because of the dreads. As, as, as you were describing the dreads and pulling off the wig, I'm imagining uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic on the cover of Amish Par when he did Amish Paradise, yeah. just like sticking. I was yeah, thinking yeah. of uh, Tommy Lee's mugshot, one of them. He has dreads. Dude, I have a photo. I have a photo. We have to set that up. We, well, yeah. So, um, where are we even going with that? You, but oh, so no, no, you just <laughs> yeah, oh, turned into a country. Oh, oh yeah. So, so, so I was uh, seeing a lot of a lot of the major blockbusters that had released uh, in between uh, the late '80s and um, early 2000s, and uh, have my dad having appreciation for uh, for movies, um, and. And honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I joined the Air Force in 2002. And throughout that time, I was just like, I had a real knack for storytelling. And having this conversation, you may not agree with that. 
I agree. It's okay. <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm terrible. I don't word good sometimes, but any, but anyway, I, I, I just love storytelling. Um, and so it was just like, I, I, I would love to be a filmmaker. Uh, and so, you know, I'll just have, having seen all those movies, wanting to do movies, uh, got out in 2008, um, and, um, was going to go to, uh, UT university of Texas for filmmaking. I almost, get, I was this close to being an extra in machete. Maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. The, really? Yeah. I was, I was at an open casting call. Um, it, and I went with my buddy Rob, uh, and this was like two weeks before I moved away from Austin. Cause I lived in, uh, when I, I was stationed in San Antonio up until 2008, moved up to Austin, um, and did an open casting, open casting call. And about two weeks after that casting call, I moved back up to Omaha and I talked to my buddy, Rob, who also went with me on the audition. And he's just like, dude you would have, you would have been in this movie cause they called everyone back. You would just, we just did this crowd scene. He's just like, I, I gotta be in that scene with Robert De Niro when he's doing the whole crowd work. I gotta see the guy, uh, Terry O'Connell, uh, uh, O'Connell who played, uh, John Locke on lost. Yeah. He was just randomly sitting in a hotel uh, at a, in a hotel balcony and waving at everyone. Just like politician uh, style. And, <laughs> yeah. and, they got to, because the movie Predators was being made uh, at the uh, at a soundstage in Austin. They got to see the set for Predators. Did oh, they get to be in the background? background. That at all? No, too? no. They just got to see this. Can set. you imagine getting your SAG card because you're in Machete and Predators? <laughs> that no, that would have be been awesome. That would have been awesome because like we're, we're gonna. As we get to our favorite movies, you'll come to find uh, some of what some of my favorite movies are, and uh, certain Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are at the top of those lists. Oh yeah, yeah. baby! Well, we, we can roll right into it. So my idea was we would uh, each pick of our top five favorite movies, and kind of, I think we'll all go into this with the agreement, kind of with what our conversation was last week about when we were kids. Our favorite X Men was Wolverine, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to say Wolverine, and we wanted to sound cooler than that. So I think we have the agreement that we're not going to try to be all artsy with it, but just truly what our five are in, in certain categories. So um, you want to just start with action? Yeah, yeah, let's go to action. All right. Um, I, I'll, I'll roll into it first maybe, and then uh, and then I'll let you take over on, on there, and then we'll do uh, Austin because Austin's the only one without anything written down. So I, It's all <laughs> in a trap, baby. So, all right, my top five uh, I have for number five, Rambo 4. No. Rambo Four, that, yeah, yeah, that's a dude. That's that, that's the that's the one where he revisits where you revisit him, like where that meme of him giving the thumbs yep. up comes from, <laughs> yep. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. dude. Yeah. He 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 cut every single uh, that entire army in half. Yeah, my mom got that for oh, me. Yeah, I love that and I remember thinking when I watched it, like I can't believe my mom is letting me watch, like, like not like, watch <laughs> like having it on DVD. So, uh, number four, The Punisher with Thomas Jane. Punisher with Thomas Jane, big fan of that one. I think we talked about that one last yeah. week. I don't think you're as well, big of a fan. That's all right. Well, well, well we, yeah, we, I, I like Thomas Jane did a really good portrayal of uh, of Punisher. I I feel like the short, the short that he did well, it was a little bit more representative. Yeah, of, yeah, of of the uh, of the uh, of the Punisher character. My like my favorite of Punisher movies is uh, is Punisher War Machine just because uh, of Punisher uh, Warzone yeah yeah Punisher War yeah. yes War, yeah yeah Warzone yeah 
number three, I have Apocalypto, uh, directed by Mel Gibson. I was thinking about this. Mel Gibson just flat out might be my favorite director. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the the journey of figuring that part out. But um, no, he's like, he's like, I mean, the contributions that he's done to film is great. Other aspects are questionable. <laughs> Dude, I think he's probably my favorite director. Uh, uh, just because, yeah, his, I mean, yeah, you're so good. Did you, did you watch the one where he plays Santa Claus? Not yet. I have not seen that movie. That movie's crazy. I think I did see that. What was it called? Uh, what was it about? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Uh, someone go, tries to assassinate Santa, Santa yeah. Claus? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I, I just, I'm like, all right, Mel. <laughs> well, with Apocalypto, I, that's a movie where I can, after I watch the the entire movie, I could restart it and watch it again. Like, there's just something about it. Um, I'm on the edge every time I watch it. I absolutely, it hooks me. I absolutely love it. Number two, I've got Gladiator. Um, just a massive fan of that. And my number one favorite action movie is Fire Down Below. Steven Seagal. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, he goes down to uh, an area in, I believe, is it Kentucky? Um, um, where uh, I'm just laughing because out of check, yeah. people's favorite movies of all time, I don't know if Steven Seagal has ever made it to the top of no, the that's, list. I'm not trying to be ironic. I'm not trying to no, be a smartass. Like I love I that movie. Yeah, it's it's in Kentucky. Uh, when Was I it? when I, Travis Tritt's in that movie, um, Randy Travis is in it. Um, but, uh, it's basically here. I'll read you the Wikipedia thing. Steven Seagal plays Jack Taggart, an EPA agent who investigates a Kentucky mine and helps locals stand up for their rights. Um, truly absolutely love that movie. He kicks a lot of people in the nuts. Uh, uh, he kicks people in the nuts while Travis Tripp plays at a casino. I mean, that's all you need to know about that movie. But to the point where when I visit my brother-in-law, who's in Fort Knox, um, I genuinely try to calculate how I can, cause it's like five hours. It's at a different part of the state, but I truly want to go down, uh, to just see the town where, <laughs> where it was filmed at. So those are my, those are my top five in action. So, so and then, right. Is that like, he was down in Kentucky and then he took care of that situation and he went up to Alaska that uh, or did he go to Alaska first? That may be the Steven Seagal. Have you heard? There's like a sub. He uh, loves nature, right? There's like, like a genre, genre of people, people with, with no, not, not genre, genre, but Steven Seagal. Yeah. Or or his character because he's part of the EPA. <laughs> You're talking about the movie on Deadly Ground. No, just in general, I think like yeah, he made on Deadly Ground because he loves nature. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a big. He wants to save it. Have you ever heard of the? the there's like an online group or whatever who have uh, the lore that all of the Nicolas Cage movies are somehow connected. No, I don't know if that's even possible. The, yeah, yeah, there's I, like a... There's I, too many Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah, it's like a fan fiction thing where they, they try to like weave them all together in the same universe. Yeah, I don't I don't know no, how... I'm glad that someone's dedicated their time to that. Yeah, I don't know how you're able to do that, but it's... It, oh, yeah, he's 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 all over the place in, in his movies, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the... Uh, I didn't... I don't have these in any particular, particular order, that's but... That's okay. I... Uh, my favorite action film of all time, though, is Predator. Nice. Yeah. It's it's got it's just just got that sheer amount of machismo that you need. It's just you know it's got Arnold. It's got Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes. It's got, almost had John Clyde Van Damme. Almost, almost, <laughs> but you know that. Okay. Yeah, Jesse the Body. He did a good job in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Weathers is in it. 
you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's just, I, I just absolutely love that. Now, all the subsequent, all the sequels, they're hit or miss, you know, but yeah. I like Predators 2 a lot. I don't know about Pre- you. Predator, Pre- yeah, Predator 2 is is pretty, is decent. Uh, I think people were a little thrown off, like thrown off. Because he know. goes to the city, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like when Jason takes Manhattan. I, I just, just watched, watched that. It's probably my ago. favorite Jason movie because it's kind of it, silly. And, and, and the thing that bothers me about uh, people's portrayal, they're just like got angry, just like I don't see, for like Predators. It was like I don't see Adrian Brody taking on the pre- uh, on a, on a, on a, on a predator. I'm just like, like I don't. This isn't grounded in reality. <laughs> <laughs> like predators are not real. Like like just just separate yourself from like. Does this make sense for this movie? I mean, they had Topher Grace as the main bad guy as. It's just like the ultimate, like the ultimate killer, because he's the doctor that kills people. Did he do a good job uh, of Topher Grace? I kind of like Topher. He's got yeah. he's he's come around. People kind of called him like a uh, a wet a wet blanket back in the that '70s show because he wanted to hang out with Ashton and the rapist in that other one. The guy that yeah, Val, Val here, yeah, oh, yeah, that was like you know just he did the '70s show and then he was other career was just like dating young Hollywood actresses. But uh, now they're like, Topher was right. He did the right thing. No, I've, I've always like, I haven't seen him a lot of stuff. I don't really, really remember anything that he's, I mean, he was in uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man three, yep. but, and people were, I thought shit, he did shit on, on him for that. I thought he did an awesome job as, as, a, as a douchebag that becomes the, I'm the guy. It's it's forgettable. I mean, I don't I don't remember that well. Uh, yeah. I wasn't as big of a fan of that, but I think he's even kind of come out and joked about it a little bit. But it well, is what it is. Well, you get well, you have to. But and now the the cool uh, like the cool thing about doing sequels or doing anything like that, especially with the MCU and and this whole multiverse and the cross pollin uh, pollination in between Sony and and uh, and, and Disney. Is like how they bought uh, brought uh, uh, Andrew Garfield and yeah. and um, wow, I am uh, Toby Maguire. All those guys, to- yeah, to- oh, yeah, bringing them back. I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see them him. having Tom Hardy and Topher Grace doing something with Venom. I That'd mean, be kind of wild. There's okay. a way you could do it. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm down, I, dude. I think Toby was the best. best yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man. Oh, oh! I thought you were gonna say you thought Topher Grace was the best Venom, but uh, Toby is Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, could, yeah, I can see that for sure. So what else? What else we got? Oh, uh, have you ever heard like the lore about like supposedly he's the biggest asshole? Who? Who? Toby Maguire. I've heard him go to like like poker games. That's that's the only time I've ever heard that him of being a douche. No, but like that I movie like Molly's this Game, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's like a character in there is based off of him on Molly's Game. Yeah, but uh, but, uh, but I think that's the only time, like, because when you're playing poker, you're playing poker. Like, there's yeah. there's an element to that. But from what I've read, he's a, is he's great in restaurants. He loves tipping. He's a pretty reasonable person. I like the poker lore. Yeah, the poker lore is is just like that's just you know he's like not playing Molly. He's a bad. He actually deep down. You know, he's got that dark venom side with his hair where it's like this, you know, and he's like, 
My son can do the dance. He, he memorized the dance that he does this out. Like when my son was like eight and he would just start doing it. That's really, really funny. Have you seen Molly's game? Uh, no, you should definitely watch yeah, it. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, I can't remember who who plays the character that he's supposed to represent. But, but yeah, it's her, pretty wild, yeah, pretty yeah. wild character. But yeah, what what else? Uh, Terminator Two, nice, easy, easy one to go to. I mean, my top two are like, and I just told you the T one thousand liked uh, liked one of our reels the yeah. other day. So and there we are. Which that, I've always appreciated everything that uh Robert Patrick's been in. Yeah. Like uh, it was uh recently uh played um. John Cena, uh, what's the Peacemaker? He was played Peacemaker's dad, huh? Uh, in uh, in the oh, yeah, in the HBO series, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, The Northman, fantastic, dude. Yeah. I've been that's on that's in my queue. Is that that movie looks nuts? I just gotta, I want to crank it up, but my wife can't be home because she's always like, turn it down. Cause I like to just blare it. I would, that's one that I got to blare. Yeah, it's it's it, not as like fast paced. I would say as like Gladiator. I mean, I really like Robert Eggers as a as a director. I've seen the all all of the movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. Honestly, within the past two weeks, I watched The Witch and uh, The Lighthouse. Um, it, it's a good movie, but if you think it's gonna be like fast, like three hundred or something like that, I would say you'll you're. Wh- what would you say? Uh, I, what I like about it is the how he blended different shakespearean stories like uh like hamlet mm-hmm. uh into a norse style myth uh it's basically a a, a, a cool norse mythol uh, yeah. norse uh, take just the on. whole movie just visually stunning oh yeah yeah and eggers is a is he's a detail for he's a historical detail freak so he had um uh, they they do a lot of research, and he has historians on deck to double check things. Like I've heard in an interview that they had some Norse I don't know what it is spelling that was incorrect, and they had to take some time to adjust it based off of what the historians say. Even though nobody would have ever known, like those small details are important to him. So yeah, no, no, I've, I I definitely love him as a director. Um, yeah, yeah, The Witch is good, Lighthouse good. Uh, I have a um, look at you. <laughs> so we got so far. We got Predator, oh, Predator, Terminator, uh, The Northman, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yeah. I went and saw that. I wanted to replicate in eighties theater, so I went to the. Uh, uh, you go to the Dollar Theater? No, no I, I didn't go, go to the, the Dollar Theater, but I went. I, I went. I went to uh, the. Um, the AMC that was near Oakview. Oh, before it got redid. Yeah, redid. And I and I <laughs> I made sure I got that single single screen where it's about this big and you're sitting in the middle of it's about looks like this size. I wanted that 80s experience with the with just like Dolby 5.1 as a or maybe 3.1, mm-hmm. uh, just to replicate that experience that you would have had in the 80s. That's awesome. Because I think I saw it twice, once in IMAX imax and then i uh did that experience oh that's hilarious uh, and then uh logan I absolutely love logan. okay i thought it was a great i wanted it to be a great uh swan song for hugh jackman's character but i you know, i can always use a little bit more hugh jackman as wolverine or you know and 
when uh, Professor X uh, made his uh, came back and did his brief can uh, when Patrick Stewart did his brief cameo in uh, Doctor Strange too. I thought that was fine. Yeah. All right. So say your say the five again, real quick. Predator, Terminator Two, The Northman, Mad Max Fury Road, and Logan. Awesome. All right. Awesome. What are your top five action? I'm going with um, uh, there's there's a Rambo in there for sure, and I think I'm gonna hit Rambo two. I really liked Rambo two. I loved the the screw on blow up darts. I was very upset to find out that that's not an actual thing. <laughs> that, that those don't exist. Really? I get yeah. Someone told me that, and I looked it up, and apparently yeah, they don't exist. But you know. We um, we can always dream. Yeah. Um, so that's probably that's up there. Terminator two. I'm gonna go through them and then I'll I'll tell you which one's number one. So we got okay. Rambo two, Terminator two, Die Hard. Nice. I mean, I saw Die Hard on Beta, where you put the the tape inside the tape <laughs> at my cousin's house, and I shouldn't have been, um, you know, watching it at that age but I was like this is awesome so we got Die Hard Terminator 2 Rambo 2 Rambo 2 then I gotta go Commando oh man Melissa Melissa Milano's in there and I love Commando because it's so it's so awesome it's like Arnold at his peak of just being this bohemoth man and it starts off he's just carrying an entire tree he chopped down you know, he's just walking around. He's like setting it down. You know, he is the best lines of all time in that movie. Scully, remember, said I kill you last. I lied. Drops him off the cliff. Then he goes to an island and kills an entire army and then faces off against the weakest, flabbiest man, like the lead singer of Judas Priest. That's how he's dressed. And he has a hard time fighting him. He's going, he just killed an entire army. And they're fighting, and then he's oh, yeah, like, he's you know, fatigued. and it let off some steam, and he jabs that thing in his yeah. gut, and I'm like, this is this is amazing. That's kind of the same problem with the original Friday the Thirteenth, where the mom kills like everybody in the camp, but then at the very last teenager, they have a five minute fight scene, you know, and it's like you just killed a ton of people. Why are you struggling now? Yeah, so, yeah. but it was, yeah. it was just such <laughs> the weird. It was the weirdest villain. Like this guy doesn't even lift weights. And he's like, ah, like Arnold, you know, just it, the it, preposterous. But I accept it because, you know, like you said, it's not based in reality. Yeah. So um, that guy, that flabby Judas Priest guy has some skills. And then um, I am going to go with a Steven Seagal movie, but I'm drawing a blank on which one it was. But I really like the one where they uh, kill his whole family and he goes into a coma. He's in bed, and then they shoot him, too. I'll see if I can find and it. And then he wakes up. I think it's, I don't know if it's hard to kill. Hard to kill, I think, is the Jamaican one, where he goes to war with the Jamaicans. I am not familiar. License to kill, maybe. Uh, uh, it might be hard to kill. It might be hard. A detective who falls into a coma after being shot yeah. during a home invasion. Yeah, hard to kill. Hard to kill, dude. He, he comes back scorched earth style. And some of the best, like the end of that movie is um is just awesome he's hiding under you know like crawl spaces on houses blowing legs off with shotguns i mean he he's uh it's it's 
It's awesome. So what's the what's the number? I, you can either do them in order or to. Uh, Dude, I got I got to say Terminator Two. Yeah. Terminator Two is I think the best action movie of, of all time. It's so it's people so good. That, yeah. 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 You know I wanted to come original, and um, you know maybe but then I'm going to be I'd be lying to myself and you know, if I tried to say it was hard to kill or one of those others. It's all right. I'm glad that you were honest. We'll do. Uh, com- I'll try to go in alphabetical order here. We'll go to comedy now. All right, for my top five, I've got. Uh, this is the end. Have either one of you seen that one? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. okay. This, this is the dude, end. Dude, Danny McBride in that, where he becomes a cannibal. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. It- if I'm thinking of the right one, where the rapture happens and they're all yeah, at uh, yeah with uh, yeah it's the it's James the, Franco and yeah it's the whole pineapple yeah, express crew yeah. yeah and the um yeah and Danny McBride he becomes a cannibal and has uh, Channing Tatum on a leash right right and he comes out and he's like Channing Tatum and he calls him Tatum he's like I just butt fuck this guy like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, mom. When you watch this episode, don't look that movie up and watch it. It's yeah. too naughty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently Emma Watson like they didn't tell like she freaked out over th- that scene or something like that. It was it was like a whole thing. Why? Because oh, she, really? was she dating the no no no. It was just like because unex- she's in that movie. Yeah, right? it, yeah, it was unexpected or something like that. It's just like it's like Channing Tatum. Was, I, I don't remember. Just look up Channing Tatum, uh, Emma Watson. This is the end. Uh, well, there's some other history and drama with that. Jonah Hill and then the guy that plays Seth Rogen's best friend who comes to visit, they like hate, like that dude hates Jonah Hill in real life. Oh, he like, detests him. Yeah. If you no know, way. Uh, yeah, no like, way. Like actually hates him. So then they were, I guess, <laughs> Seth Rogen and James Franco were like, no, just play into that. So they like they had the, to like, play into we, their real hatred. He said it was so uncomfortable. Uh, and, dude, that makes sense because then that where he's like, weed is tight, weed is. I always thought that was so funny where he's just like, weed is tight, weed is tight when they're having that conversation. And, yeah. And then afterwards he's like, he's being a dick, and Rogan's like, no, what are you talking about? He's being a perfectly nice guy. That's I did not know that they actually hate each other. Yeah. That, that makes it yeah. even funnier. Um, the, but that scene where well, mainly that guy hates Jonah. I'm yeah. That that's oh man, that is hilarious and makes me like that movie even more. But that scene where uh, where uh, Franco and McBride are arguing about that magazine, that's such a funny. Supposedly they had to reshoot that a bunch of times because one like one of the three in that scene would either start laughing if you remember if you remember that part. But uh, yeah, I, I love that movie. Uh, number four, I've got Step Brothers. You know, obviously that's that's a lot of people's favorite. Just a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Uh number three, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, Napoleon Dynamite was kind of my uh the first time where I started to get looked at as an entertainer in sixth grade. Um I had a rough I really had a rough transition in middle school. Um sixth grade was kind of a hard year for me. And then in one of my classes, for whatever reason, we were talking and I was like, I know how to do the Napoleon Dynamite dance. And so the teacher was actually like, okay, yeah, come up and do it. So I did the Napoleon Dynamite dance in front of the class. And then I remember like um, just 
the attention I got from it really like at lunch, people were talking about it. And then in my other classes, the teachers were like, do the dance. And it became this thing throughout middle school where I would do the Napoleon dynamite dance after that. So, um, besides that, I watched it recently. It holds up. It's hilarious. I recently bought the script and, and watched the movie while reading through the script. And, um, they did a good job, I think on local casting as well. I mean, that's a success story as far as casting goes, I think too. Um, number two is Ace Ventura. Same thing there, uh, watching Ace Ventura recently while I was reading the script, and it made me appreciate Jim Carrey that much more because I think a lot of that had to be improv- improvised, like when he's going to, when he, when he gets bit by the shark, but he doesn't know it's a shark, you know, and he's hopping in that tank and he's like hopping over the fence and like doing the, you know what I'm talking about? Where he's like doing the, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, can you imagine being on the set? Like, I don't know if he just did that and, and, and they did with it, but that was, that's hilarious. I remember, and it was either from the director and I don't know if I read it or watched it, but or Jim Carrey was talking about it once, but he said that like he labored over that script and purposely tried to make everything quotable, like all righty then, like everything that he did. So like he um, he thought about it. he put he put a lot of thought into it. That that makes completely because every scene is quotable. Yeah. Do not go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was his whole deal. It was almost like you know Huey Lewis in the news. That dude said that they wanted to make an entire album of all number one hits. And it's like Jim Carrey went in and just wanted to make a movie script of all quotes. That's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. It makes complete sense. My my number one favorite uh, comedy yeah, movie. Yeah, I tied that in with who you want to see now. This is brilliant. My number one favorite comedy movie is Billy Madison. Um, that's a movie for me that I quote a ton. Sometimes the song gets stuck in my head. Veronica, I thank you. Uh, so yeah, my my top five my top five comedy movies. This is the end. Step Brothers, Napoleon Dynamite, Ace Ventura, and Billy Madison. Uh, Billy Matt, I love I love Billy Madison. And whenever someone posts like, I, I, whenever back to school photos, yeah, I'm just like <laughs> back to Bill. school, <laughs> or or I'm just like, and whenever school's out, it's like. Billy passed the first grade. <laughs> oh, what a glorious day. Billy passed the first grade. Yeah. Billy Madison waited. Oh, Billy like, Madison. You rock. <laughs> what is insane is I didn't even know what conditioner did until I saw that movie. I, I think, think about I it all the time. Your hair silky and smooth. And now that my hair is longer, I put conditioner in it. And I literally say that to myself every... I said it to myself this morning. Dude. That's how ingrained it is into do you, my mind. Do you, uh, do you have a... Are you are you nearby? You're close to the... to. A, you have a pond, right? I don't personally have no, a no, pond. I was, I was just like... I do have ducks. Yeah, sorry. I was... I was I, um, I was just wondering if, you know, if any swans ever, like... <laughs> Stop looking at me, Schwan. Yeah, I should get a Schwan. He called the shit poo. Get get a get the Schwan man deliver out here to you. (laughs) The Schwan man. Stop looking at me, Schwan. Uh, uh, So uh, I'm just gonna run through these real quick. Uh, Half baked, Dumb and Dumber, Mall Rats, Tommy Boy, and Happy Gilmore. Those are, uh, and and I think yeah, they're all '90s movies too. Nice. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, because that's like if you're gonna do comedies, unfortunately, that's kind of where you're gonna go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's when you can make them. Yeah, I, I, I just half baked was just 
ridiculous and uh you know dumber dumber is just uh highly quotable and somewhat like i love the subtly and some of the jokes of like like when uh what's his name um mental dies from the uh rat poison oh yeah and he's just like shut up and hatch (laughs) and and i can't remember which one delivers like it's like you hurt you hurt him uh, he he blamed me or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, those were his last words. He blamed me for his for death or something like that. All right, hit us with them one more time. The top five comedies. Top five. Uh, Half baked, Dumb and Dumber, Mall Rats, Tommy Boy, and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, those are solid. Those are solid because I mean, in mine, I'm gonna go East Ventura because that is the hardest I've uh, that I remember uh, the first time ever laughing that hard. And I remember I, I was like 10 and it was out on VHS and I went to my with my neighbor who was a few years older than with me to his grandma's cabin in like South Dakota or something. And they rented that movie and I was laughing so hard that his grandparents were getting pissed. <laughs> they would have to pause it and wait for me to stop laughing. And I was just on the ground rolling around. And I was a chubby kid. So I was just like a chubby kid rolling around on the carpet laughing until I was crying and then they hit play and something would happen and then I would do the same thing over again. So that one and then um, Dumb and Dumber and Happy Gilmore, probably the hardest I've ever laughed in the theater. Um, Man, dude. And then, but then it's hard because I think I might have to put The Waterboy on there because The Waterboy too in the theater Mm -hmm. is... Uh, it's it's it was so awesome, dude. It was so awesome. And I also saw There's Something About Mary, and I really wanted to put that one on there, but I'm going to have to do, and I'm going to lump them all together as one, a trilogy. Okay. The Hangover Trilogy, I think, are the best comedies uh, ever, probably. The most well done. I watched them all three in a row, and I was just, I was so, I was so impressed. And I liked how on the third one, they were like, all right, what are we going to do now? And then they just made it more action. It became like an action comedy, <laughs> more so than anything else. And I was I'm just not like, afraid to die because I'm already dead. <laughs> yeah, dude, and there's just so many, and that, like, and I remember going to see The Hangover, and there hadn't been like a good comedy in so long. And then me and my buddy went to go see The Hangover and like right with the opening scene in like Las Vegas and everything. Mm -hmm. Like you just knew that it was going to be an awesome movie. Yeah. And it was uh, it was probably the the, those were probably the last greatest before Todd Phillips is like he's even sick of of the wokes and the cancel culture. I mean, that's why he went off and you look it up. He's like, I went and made the Joker. Yep. Because. These uh, people um, can't, I don't want to be hit up on Twitter or X now a million times about my comedies. That, which is so wild. And I don't know, is the Joker a drama? Because that rolls well into a drama, if you call it that. I don't know, what do you even call that? Psychological? I, 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 would, I would say, I, I think it fits. Yeah. Well, we're on the drama now. Um, and I'll tell you why I'm not quite happy with this list, but this is what I got for my top five favorite dramas. And they're all pretty action-based. So uh, number five, we'll start, the first one's not, number five, A River Runs Through It. Um, I tear up anytime I watch that when Brad Pitt says, uh, oh, brother, I'll never leave Montana. 
Ooh, that gets me every time. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, number four. Um, number three, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Uh, is that a drama? Is it action? Is it war? I don't know, but I put that as a drama. Number two is Fight Club. I've just seen it so many times. The meaning of it has changed as you get yeah, older. And I don't know, maybe maybe you guys would remember this more than I do, but um, you know what I had heard was that it was kind of... Um, a take on masculinity before 9-11 and how some people took it as literal and then other people took it as that as it was just kind of a modern take on men who were lost in that period of time. But um, so, yeah, n- number two there. And then number one is uh, Shot Collar. Um, that's kind of like Apocalypto where I could watch that um, on repeat. Um, but I'm not completely happy I mean, with that. Who is in Shot Oh, it's the I can't pronounce his name. Um, it's it's so shot caller is uh the guy is first of all it's the guy from Game of Thrones. It's um uh Nikolaja Coster Waldua. I don't even know how to say his name. It's oh, got John Bernthal and uh, Lake Bell in it. But uh, a quick summary of, of it is basically um the the Game of Thrones guy. He's an accountant. Um, he's ha- he has a glass of wine. Uh, he's driving a car, and uh, with his friend in the back seat, he accidentally runs a red light and uh, kills his buddy. He goes to prison, or he goes to jail, and Max Greenfield plays the friend that dies. Uh, while he's in prison, um, basically he has to click up uh, to try to survive, and what ends up being like a couple-year sentence turns into like a 15-year sentence because he's got to get involved in a prison gang. And so really the entire movie is about protecting his family, even though nobody else... Nobody else but him knows what he's doing and why. And man, it, it, have you ever have have either of you seen it? I I want to. No, I've never even heard of it. I want to say I have, but I, I I don't remember. It's it's recent. It's in the la- like last five years. Oh yeah, I think it's possibly one of the uh, what was it was it twenty seventeen? I just, I think it's the <laughs> possibly the best movie since twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's um man, it is brutal, but. Yeah, I I absolutely I absolutely love it, but I'm not completely satisfied with the with the drama. So here, uh, but what what I like best about your list, I think your number one is Fight Club. Uh, N- number two is Fight Club. Well, I mean that's my number one for you. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because one of my favorite things happens in Fight Club. What's that? Uh, Jared Leto getting his face <laughs> pummeled. That is the greatest cinematic. Uh, thing that's ever happened in cinema. I dude, I agree. He should have his his face beat like that in every movie he's at. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I mean, him that's losing, how it should end. Him, him losing an arm in Requiem for a Dream is like, you know, weak sauce. Like you got to step it up, man. Get his face, make him look like make him look like Quasimodo, you know. Yeah, starve him. Starve him like in the AIDS movie. And then take his arm and beat his face. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, then I'd actually be a fan. Then if that happened in yeah. every film he was in. Then I'll be more. I'll be like, oh man, I can't wait to see Jared Leto's performance in this. Him working with the, you know, working in in the conditions that he has instead of coming out, you know, just like, hey, it's because I went away. COVID happened. So wait, why do you guys hate Jared Leto so because much? Because he's, he's he's the Messiah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he thinks he's the Messiah. He uh, goes to islands with all of his fans and wears white linen and walks like Jesus on the beach. And he's a pretentious dish. I'll give him one thing. I liked when he played the. I liked when he played the runner in the made-for-TV movie. That kind of was at the start where the guy from Nike made the shoes. Oh, uh, he was a famous runner. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, dude. That was it. That was the only thing. Are, are you, are, do you like it because he died at the end of the movie? <laughs> you know what? That's the cherry on top now that you say it. That's probably why. I think I subconsciously love it because he died in that one too. Why do you? Why do you I, there's a lot of people. That I mean, is. there's so many reasons, dude. There's so Well, here's his Joker performance, the way that he's like in that Suicide Squad, which I think if we're going to do best movies, that's the worst movie ever made on the planet Earth. I watched the, I wanted to turn it off so bad, but I could not because I, I could not believe what I was seeing. Will Smith is dead shot at the end. Like, I, I hate it. And then his performance is the Joker. Yeah. Like he was sending people rats and thought that, um, you know, he's like, I'm going to make the coolest Joker ever. Yeah, cause was was it was it one of his roles? He came in. It's just like, have you have you studied up with the character? I'm such a great method actor that I was born for this role. That was uh, Morbius, supposedly. Morbius, supposedly. Mor- He's a vampire. Like I could see him. But he, he got pushed to the to set in a wheelchair. See, that's that's why I don't like Jared Leto. <laughs> in a wheelchair, what a blind. And he was blind. I don't think. No, he's not blind in that movie. I don't think. And Morbius. So okay. he just. But then why? Why do you have to do the wheelchair thing? Because that's how it starts. That's how it starts off. The, he's he's the, like the, a the, sick kid in a, in a wheelchair. Yeah. So he's like, and then so production's held up apparently, and he's like, push me on Morbius. <laughs> I'm in Morbius in real life, like dude. And the the point of being an actor, or a method actor, is to be convincing, be as convincing in that role. That's why you're putting yourself in those condition or putting yourself in that well, he plays he plays uh it, it, it does having aids the best what's that no one plays having aids better than him. <laughs> i just wish it was real life Jesus christ what well you're talking about method acting and i think uh I, I do think that the actor uh what's his name i'm blanking on his name hold on i'll pull it up right now robert i think robert pattinson had a best with method acting he's like people only method act when they're playing an asshole you never see someone method act as a nice guy and i think that right? that's a good that that's a good point yeah <clears throat> well i don't know I don't know. I don't. The characters that Daniel Day Lewis has played, apart from There Will Be Blood, um, he wasn't an asshole in Last of the Mohicans or um, <laughs> My Left Foot. I don't think. I don't know. I like Daniel Day Lewis because he disappeared forever and went and made wooden shoes. Well, here's here's. All right, here's Red, a, uh, overseas. Remember, what, what, he was like a cobble. He was a cobbler. Dude, he's, he's excited. excited. What? like, I'm done with acting. What I, are you gonna do? Cough wooden shoes. All right, here's here's the cool thing about Daniel Day Lewis. Yes. All right, so he, he yeah he did he left and became a cobbler, which is a great take on him being a method actor, right? So he literally is making shoes, right? Yeah. And he puts himself in other people's shoes when he's acting. <laughs> oh, do you think he was whittling the shoes for his future characters? Do you Probably. think he whittled a pair of Lincoln shoes? It's like, like, imagine that paradigm. Like, <laughs> like he's just like, I've been involved. I want to know what it's like to be on the, in other people's shoes. So I'm going to make shoes for other people. Like, like the the the, yeah. the that's that's 
That's how I relate. We just cracked his psychology. We just cracked Daniel Day Lewis's method acting psychology. So, so did you make it all the way through yours? Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll run through. So, <laughs> so top five. So, all right. So my top five dramas: uh, A River Runs Through It, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Glorious Bastards, Fight Club, Shot Caller, Brad Pitt's, and four out of five of those. But uh, with, with that being said, though, I did want to say I'm not completely happy with that list because I wanted to put Copland in there with Stallone, and okay. then Catch Me If You Can as well. Uh, Copland, love Copland. Yeah. Like, 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 like well, I think that I think that's one of Stallone's best performance. Oh, so good uh, performances. Absolutely, uh, so and, good. And just, just the, just the cast ensemble is really good in that movie. And it's just like Ray Liotta. Your life's not a bulletproof. Your life's yeah, not a bulletproof vest, Freddie. I said that to a guy I work with before. I said the truth is not a bulletproof vest. Cause this guy was like gonna go tell off the boss, and I I saw that movie, and then like a week later, I quoted it, and he didn't know that I was totally quoting. Copland. Did he think that you were like filled with the most wisdom ever? Maybe, but dude, I felt like I was in that movie. I love Copland. Oh yeah, I know. It's like, uh, I love Copland. Oh uh, man, I love uh, how he got obese for it. I still remember when it came out. He went on like Dave Letterman. He, he talks about it in his book. He was like, like yeah, he said like it's su- he's like it sucked, and getting the weight off sucked. Dude, Jared Leto got obese for when he played the killer for. The um, what's his name? I don't know. The, the killer of uh, John. Oh, Lennon. John, John Lennon. Lennon. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah he got obese for that. Yeah, I wish they would have just cast a fat person. <laughs> I wish he would have stayed fat and never learned how to lose the weight. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, roll into it. Roll into it. Uh, the Prestige. Nice. Saw tw- like. When I when I got it on DVD, I saw it like twelve times right away. Because yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, Christian Bale, yeah, it, it, and even even uh, oh man, oh dude, the uh, David Bowie's portrayal of Nikola Tesla uh, made me love Nikola Tesla just because David Bowie portrayed. <laughs> Nicholas. Yeah, but how long was he that that character in that film? Like, like five, five minutes. minutes. That's yeah. how impactful it was on my life. Five minutes of screen time is a, is a long time. Nikola Tesla is awesome. Yeah, he is, and the fact that David Bowie. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's awesome. They should they should name a famous car company after that guy. David Bowie. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> uh, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Okay, uh, I love that. Uh, like that movie? I'm blanking on which one that I'm gonna look it up because I, I feel like I've seen Jim, that. Jim Carrey. Yeah, yep, that's what it is. Yeah, Kate, you do. Kate yep. Winslet. Got it. Uh, yep. Mark Ru- uh, Ruffalo is yeah. it? Elijah Wood. Uh, I can't remember. Some heavy hitters. Yeah, some heavy hitters in that movie. Yeah, early on in their careers, except for Jim Carrey, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Snowpiercer. Dude, that's been on my to watch list a lot. Uh, like it needs it's to be been on, on for your, a while. I mean, like uh, it's on the top. It needs to be on your uh, watch it next week. I will. I will watch it next week. Uh, I will, I'll watch it this week possibly. Uh, yeah, John Hurt, uh, one of my favorite actors, is in that, um, and Chris Evans does a, a good job in it. I put that in like my kind. Do you hate Chris Evans? Yeah, um, I put that in my my uh, my conspiracy movies where it's like the movies that are predicting the uh, the future, like Soylent Green or They Live. Well, you're going to love what happens to his arm at the end of the movie. <laughs> Good, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, how we feel about Jared. <laughs> All right, so uh, Snowpiercer, Moon with uh, Sam. Uh, 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 God, what, uh, Sam. Um, 
It's called Moon? Yeah, it's called Moon. What am I thinking? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell uh, uh, plays a um, the oh, guy who's mining, uh, uh, I believe it's helium on the moon. Yeah, this movie, Austin, if you've, have you, if you. No, I've never, I've, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. I really like Oh, that man. Sam Rockwell scared the shit out of me as a kid uh, when I watched The Green Mile with my parents. They would not let me watch the second VHS tape because it was broken up into two. And they're like, yeah, dude, you can't. You're reacting like this to part one. You ain't watching part two. Wait, who did he play in that He plays the insane guy, uh, the, like the killer in, in The Green Mile. The one that gets electrocuted? Or, I mean, that the, they don't put the sponge on the head? No, he just plays the guy. I just, he's, he just puts the sponge on the, the whole, head. The whole movie, Green Mile, terrified me when I was a kid, but uh, not to... It's a scary movie. I've honestly... When you're five, yeah, when you're like five or six, I've only it's scary. Seen, seen the end when the guy was like, I'm going to die now. Yeah, when, when, they, uh, when, when they have him with the dead girls dude that that was like bone chilling to me as like a oh, five yeah. or six year old yeah. my parents were like you can't watch the rest of this movie <laughs> so then anyway and you, the second tape uh, i i i, I think th- i remember you used to have to get two vhs's to watch a movie right so you have moon and then what's after moon uh dune oh okay. i think i just what i just i think i just the new moon. one moon dune yeah, yeah. timothy timothy and here's another thing about about separating having some sort of division of reality is just like, I understand that Timothy Chalamet is a thinner than me and probably couldn't hold up against a fight against any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially when he's uh training, training with, uh, um, uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, uh, who, who uh, who was uh, played Cable? Um, oh, in Deadpool. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm blanking on his name too. But anyway, uh, uh, anyway uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, Timmy, I like Josh yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, I, in real life. Yes, Timmy Chalamet is not taking out Josh Brolin, but the character that uh, like I just love that character. I love like uh, sci-fi is some of my favorite is one of my favorite genres. Yeah. And like that's. Being like that's the point of movies is allowing yourself to go into this reality of this movie, and um, and I just I love the soundtrack. I uh, constantly listen to the soundtrack of of Dune. So, <laughs> uh, the Prestige, Eternal Sunshine, and Spotless Mind, Snowpiercer, Moon, Dune. Got it. All right, Austin, let's hear it. All right, obviously number one is Legends of the Fall. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably one of the greatest dramas of all time. I, yeah. No one is going to convince me otherwise. I just love that. I love that movie. This, this is a Brad Pitt stand. The, the uh, metaphor. Podcast. Here's the deal, dude. He might be one of the greatest actors of all time. Brad Pitt. Yeah, like people want to get th- like throw him off as a pretty boy. But I was watching. I watched most of Interview with the Vampire the other night. Yeah. And he should have got top billing in that. Because number one, he's the main character, yes. not Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Number two, his performance was way better. Tom Cruise gave a good performance, but like him as a vampire, um, I don't know. He just he just nailed it. But heard... Legends of the Fall, dude, is so just the story, the metaphors when he snaps and he scalps all those people that killed his brother in World War One. Oh, it's so it's. Uh, Real quick though, have you heard of some of the stuff with uh, Interview with the Vampire and how it set off a rivalry with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise? 
So supposedly Brad Pitt was pissed that they had cast Tom Cruise and so was the author of the book. I think they wanted Daniel Day-Lewis. I could be wrong on that. But, but he was whittling shoes. But uh, so Brad Pitt was pissed because they put Cruise on the poster. They put like his name on top. And to the point where Brad was like, it sucked. It, you're always shooting at night. I had to have makeup and contacts on. And so he had asked like a producer, can I just buy myself out of this contract? And the guy's like, yeah, for $50 million. And Pitt was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So supposedly since then, there's been a lot of tension between uh, Brad Pitt and Tom and Tom Cruise. And that's why they haven't really done any movies together or anything like that. And uh, so, that was, uh, and I think it was because Tom Cruise was like the biggest actor in the 80s. And then Brad Pitt pretty much was in the nineties. I mean, he, but yeah. you got to think too, though, that was, he was still relatively up and coming at that point. Like he, he stood out on Thelma and Louise. He proved himself in um, a river runs through it. And then it was after interview with the vampire where they're like, okay, we'll give you a shot on seven. And then after seven, it was like, yeah, this dude can act. And he, he, he would say, like, his portrayal. No, but when, when yeah. was Legends of the Fall in the mix? Oh, uh, that was before. I think it was between. Oh, man. No, it, was, it was in Interview with the Vampire and Legends of the Fall had to be close together. Because I yeah. remember when I was a kid, he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. With his long hair. Yeah. And they're like, he, he was, was still, still taking off, but yeah. So, okay, sorry. So, Legends of the Fall, what else we got? Oh, yeah. So, we got Legends of the Fall. Then I'm going L.A. Confidential okay. with Russell Crowe. Oh, that's, that's a, a great movie. movie. Dude, that movie's so... Oh, I love that movie. And, yeah, that, have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no. You haven't seen L.A. Confidential? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm man. Looking, yeah, I, mean, I wish I was you and I got to watch it and experience it all over. Yeah. I saw it in the theater and yeah. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. L.A. Confidential is one of those... Huh. One of those classic film noir. Yeah, yeah, one of those uh, classic film noir reminds me. Of, so good. Reminds me a lot of uh, of uh, Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Sweet. Which I just I, the whole vibe and feel of that movie is is so awesome. Um, so we got the Sandlot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And because what else would what other I mean it has to be in the drama category right yeah would be comedy comedy. drama drama Drama. it was more no it it wasn't like that yeah it was more of a drama you know coming to age making friends all of my dramas were like action slash drama so it can't yeah 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 and I I kept mistaking thrillers for dramas Mm -hmm. and even the like like some thrillers oh yeah because it's a drama thriller yeah yeah they would say so. That is, um, yeah, L.A. Confidential, Legends of the Fall, Sandlot. Um, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And your fifth one. And then I think for my fifth one, I would probably do Casino. Yeah, that's a cool answer. That's a cool answer. Can you do? I like when I was younger. I like Goodfellas better because there's more action. But now I really like just the. I like how it's long. I like the dialogue. I like the pacing of Casino. I think it's super fascinating. I love the, um, just the history of Las Vegas and how it came to be. So. Yeah, that that so read so spit off all five one more time here. Yeah, it's um, Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. L.A. Confidential. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sandlot, Casino. Bingo. So we'll go from drama to we'll roll into horror next. 
Um, I will say this for horror. I didn't really do this, but you can put any movie that, that scares you. Now, I didn't do that I because, quite honestly, the movies like The Road and Come and See, I don't know if either of you have seen those two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are way more terrifying than any of the, the five movies that I'm going to say. And I also think Eyes Wide Shut should be classified as horror. Um, but I didn't put that down. I just kind of stuck with traditional uh, horror. So for mine, um, I put American Psycho, Halloween, Stir of Echoes, The Exorcist, and number one, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I do think that uh, the movie The Collection is good as well. Yeah, that's a respectable list. I uh, American Psycho is probably my favorite out out of out of those. Yeah, just just because uh, Jared Leto gets killed in it. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the axe to the head on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will say this about horror: like it, for me, it was kind of weird because. I've seen a lot of the a lot of the classics um or or read the book. I mean the the book that I wrote Sleep is a horror book. Um you know, I've seen a, a lot of the the classics or whatever, but I was like I'm not going to I'm not going to say, you know, Rosemary's Baby just to try to sound cool or whatever, you know. I'm just going to be honest with what I with what I enjoyed. And uh, I'll say this too. When I was a kid, I was such a chicken that when I'd go to Blockbuster, if I, I would look at the covers of the VHS tapes, the DVDs, and I would get scared off of that. And I've heard Danny McBride say he was the same way when he was a kid. I didn't know anybody else was like that. And so my parents would never let me watch any horror movies as a kid. So I didn't see any until I was <laughs> like 18. And I remember watching them being like, oh, these were nothing. There's so many sleepless mm-hmm. nights because I saw a scary horror movie or the cover of the horror thing and it's like dude that this movie is nothing so i don't know my relationship with with horror is kind of weird i watched like for instance um the blair witch project the other day and it never does it for me because i know it's a movie if i went and saw it in the theaters in the 90s where they had the campaign they had the fake documentary they had the website it was real yeah they make it sound real yeah I think had had I seen seen it where I thought maybe it's real, then yeah, then I think it would have scared the shit out of me. But I, I knew it was a movie. So when you watch it, knowing it's a movie, it's like, eh, you know, I've, uh, I've never seen the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) (laughs) You remember the campaign. No, I, I I can't watch it because of the, because of the way it was filmed. The, it's just, oh yeah. I get motion sickness. No, dude. Like you might not now. I've heard some people say that where they're like, I thought I was going to get motion, motion sickness and I didn't. So it may be different now. Maybe, maybe now, now that I'm kind of used to it. But I remember, uh, did you watch that movie crank with, uh, uh, with the Jason's, uh, Statham? (laughs) Statham. I couldn't watch that. Like I went and saw that in theater, and I got I got motion sickness. I thought you were gonna say Cloverfield because I heard that that was another. Oh, issue. dude, I couldn't. I, even, I, yeah, I, I didn't watch. I get that. motion sickness too. Uh, I couldn't handle that. Um, but yeah, uh, I, like I saw Blair Witch Project too. Oh really? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, basically. Uh, I wonder. Uh, what... It's it, it's basically that uh, group hysteria, like hmm. when everyone believes in something, it's happening when yeah like that whole group uh, uh philosophy on or um, psychology psychological effect of uh, group hysteria yeah group uh, thing yeah, yeah. um uh, I'll, I'll roll roll in mine here sure. uh, alien absolutely love alien nice it's a good pick it's just all-time classic yes. i i love i ha- i actually have i have two of ridley scott uh movies on this list uh Evil Dead. Okay. I I love the entire series. I'm going to do the whole the whole series because I just I, I 
Sam Raimi really kind of like did a lot of cool visual uh, practical effects and really kind of like helped reinvent horror. um, Just like he reinvented the superheroes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Toby. Toby. Um, Pumpkinhead. I haven't seen that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, uh, like five years old when that came out. And like just the story of, you know, a revenge demon is kind of badass. I don't, I I, I don't, I remember watching the sequels, but not, not a huge fan of the, I I remember the original being uh, great. Um, uh, The Thing. Oh, dude, I, I've been meaning to watch that, and I keep forgetting. I do want to see that really oh, bad. Yeah, I mean, love Kurt Russell. Of course, yes. Uh, uh, well, why did... I don't... Sorry, I don't I don't have two Ridley Scott movies. For some reason, I was mistaking John Carpenter and Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah, something. yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. Jurassic you... Park was originally categorized as a horror film no shit Are when, you it, serious? when it first came out and in fact if you probably look it up right now i will look it it'll up. probably still say uh horror film i can see that i just watched that three nights ago and, and with my son we were actually talking about it sounds sci-fi, sci-fi investor. Uh, back back then it was but that yeah that's fascinating though that it was originally. i remember there distinctly being that horror sticker that yellow ho- wow. horror sticker on on the vhs of uh for uh, Jurassic Park uh because they're just like because of the opening scene now the cool thing about Jurassic Park even after 40 years you can still see stuff this is how great of a storyteller that Steven Spielberg is even though things have kind of kind of gone downhill lately in the last <laughs> few years uh I rewatch it maybe once every 2 years this latest rewatch of Jurassic Park happened uh, about two months ago. And in the scene where the helicopter, where they're going to land yes. and it suddenly drops and it was just like, you know, yeah, you got uh, Ian Malcolm, just like, you know, yeah. smooth operator with the seatbelt. Everyone else is you know, fumbling around and uh, Dr. Grant's like, oh, oh, sure. I got two female heads. And it's just like, one of the best, scenes for foreshadowing dude i never thought about that but you're right you you dude yeah you know exactly how these characters are gonna handle like pressure in the yeah well well, that that and check this out life finds a way two (laughs) female ends tied together and yeah because that's what the movie's about remember because they do all females in that movie, and he has the two ends. So he ties it together. No, I just watched it three nights ago, and when I told him I watched it, he said that. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Mine is blown." I, 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 like every single person that loves that movie that I've told that to, they're just like, "I'm like, oh my, oh my, oh my god, that you're you're right. That is like, like that's that's like." I, I don't want to continue going on a tangent about Steven Spielberg, but, I, but we could come back to that later. But that's how great it is. When I was 14, so you're talking uh, 19, 1990. Well, actually, no, it was probably closer. I think it was 94 and 93. Well, well that came, it, it, came out, yeah. it came out in 93. Uh, and I watched it yeah. when I was four. I rewatched it when I was 14. Okay. Or 
actually, I was, it was about 2000, 2001. I rewatched it. That's when I first noticed that they had this cool scene. In the beginning of the movie, they opened up the door. It says Jurassic Park on the, on the Jeep. And at the end of the movie, they do a very similar shot. And this, you could see this online now, and people have noticed this too. Uh, but I saw this before pre-internet. Yeah. They, they do a similar shot. Door opening. The mud is covering the J and the IC of Jurassic Park logo to where it says, your ass park. <laughs> you think he did that on purpose? Oh, too? definitely. If he's doing the foreshadowing with, with two belt buckles, he's definitely putting your ass park on the line. Your ass park. Yeah, your ass park. That's sorry. So run through your uh, five again real quick. Alien, Evil Dead, Pumpkinhead, The Thing, Jurassic Park. Bingo. All right, Austin. All right, I'm going, um, and I don't really, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of horror films, so, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. So, um, I'm gonna go Halloween, the very first one. That's probably my, that's my number one. And then Scream, the very first one. I know what you did last summer, the very first one. And Jack Frost. Where the <laughs> where the snowman comes alive and kills oh, yeah. people. Yes, I know. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. My friends and I we used to walk down to Blockbuster and then watch the like pick the cheesiest horror movie we could find I keep, the cover. And I don't know, dude. That one just I keep mistaking that movie with Frost or yeah, with, 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 with Michael Keaton. With Michael Keaton where, he comes, back, where he comes back as the Stone Man. Now and then. Um, and then the fifth one, it was, I kind of, uh, I would probably categorize like Predator as a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it could be both. I think it was action horror. Yeah. I uh, but so. I remember it just being horrifying. You know, I, re- I remember watching that when I was like six. Yeah. Yeah. It, it used to come on Fox. Like it was obviously edited out. Yeah, but that's why it, it was like it's always been one of my favorite movies. Dude, I like those '90s movies, man. Mm-hmm. You know, even like The Faculty. Oh, The Faculty is fantastic. Yeah, which is you know that was a, uh, and I could probably potentially uh, replace Jack Frost with The Faculty, but Jack Frost just still sticks out in my mind. It's just like I can't be ridiculous horror movie. But yeah, I wanted to. To throw that out there. I get why people say that the 70s was the greatest like era for filmmaking, but my f- personal favorite is definitely the 90s. Well, they, they say the best era for like horror was the, I believe, the 30s, 1930s, just because of all the, of just the sheer amount that came out and original ideas and stuff like that. Um, it was a shitload in the 80s, too. Yeah, I mean... It, I think that's where you more more so you got the gore aspect out of it. Yeah, because because horrors meant to the things that I appreciate about really good horror movies is the reveal, the 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 show and tell. It there's takes a lot longer mm-hmm. uh, to get to it where um, the build up, the anticipation, the payoff needs to be huge. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, that's why I liked like Predator a lot is because you don't see the see him up until to like the last that's half an hour, point. yeah, a half an hour of the movie, kind of like Psycho, yeah. So say your five again, Austin. 
Yeah, so it was Halloween, Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Jack Frost, and Predator. Nice. Now, do you guys want to do thriller, westerns, and romance? I think we saved that for part two. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we can get into it and we don't feel too rushed. But um, yeah, so part two, we're going to do, what are we doing? We're going to do thriller, western, and romance. Now, do you guys want to do crime? Because we could do crime too. Or do you want to keep it to a thriller, western, and... uh... Yeah, let's do just those three. All right, thriller, western, and romance. All right, so next time, thriller, western, all right, cool. Well, make sure you uh, you tap like and subscribe. And thanks for listening to another episode of Toolshed Art Club. And thank you. Producer Ryderin. Myron McHugh. Myron. Myron. Mac. Daddy is what I call him. The return of the Mac. That's what we're going to call episode two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks.